0: Hey, Reach Paramount, Welcome to our podcast. We really hope this message encourages and challenges you as you walk with the Lord every day. Enjoy this message. Yeah, we're really glad to be here and uh, appreciate everything. You guys can be seated. We'll, we'll pray, but man, I t- uh, it's uh, it's been a- eighteen years, and it wasn't like you know, it's just timing, you know. And uh, you, your congregation always been uh, very gracious to us, made room for us. That's the way, that's the word I like to use. You know, there's a lot more people from outside. If I use the word outside, that's going to come here and individuals that's going to be part of this congregation and also part of the reach network. And you're going to have to continue the growth of the mother church. The maturity of the, uh, mother church is going to be, um, you making room for them you're going to have to make room for them make room for all different congreg- different people uh, who don't who don't actually think like we think you know maybe but they see what's happening here and they're going to want it and they're going to appreciate it and they're going to and, and you're going to have to save more seats for them you know and and it's going to be a beautiful thing and there's nothing wrong with that it's a it's a great sign of revival when you have people because there's something attractive going on here something very and, and what's attractive is you if you ever thought you were ugly you're not you know and it, it's something that there's it's like a beacon and all the years I've ever came here it was like a, I, I came because of the beauty here you know and then the discipleship process that's happening uh is pretty intense you know because I like to see see you know see, I've seen people grow mature get launched out and uh really blessed by that so keep it up keep doing what you're doing we're glad that we can be a part of it let me get my thing here going on turn on siri no i don't want to turn on siri hallelujah are we ready hallelujah in my church i have some sinners our congregation we're we're called keeping it real now we've we're in the process of changing the name and it's you know naturally it's going to be reached san fernando valley and uh, which is beautiful you know but the whole keeping it real, the whole keeping it real thing was about, I got tired of playing religious games. You know, like I said, I was part of a denomination and, and we, you know, it, 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 it just evolved into religion and domineering, intimidating, manipulating and all that kind of stuff. And, and when I got out of that, I didn't want that anymore. I didn't want to have, I, I just wanted to get down to the gospel, get down to the meat and potatoes, get down to, like I said, what, what, what this thing is all about. And it's always been that way in my mind. And so, I got, like I said, I got some sinners in my church. And they're in my church because I want them. I want to reach unsaved. I want, to, I want people who don't know Jesus. And I'm talking about, now this is an exaggeration, but I want the worst people possible. <laughs> and guess what? They're coming in. <laughs> but the beauty of it, what I'm after is I know that what God can do in someone's life. And we have, I'm talking about people from different backgrounds and just, you know, and they're in there and they don't have their trash together yet. They don't. And, I, and there's no big hurry. You don't have to get your trash together on day one. You know, the minute you give your life to Christ and so And they're in there and they're raw. And I tell people, don't leave your purses on the, on the pews, you know what I mean? Because uh, you, you don't know who's sitting there, you know what I mean? And little kids going to the bathroom. I said, hey, they need to be escorted to the bathroom. You, you, you follow me? I said, I don't know who's sitting there, but these are the people that we've went after, and there's people that we want, and and, and we're watching the beauty of the Holy Spirit change their lives, break the chains, tear down the walls, renew their minds. It's a beautiful thing. Hallelujah. Beautiful. But one of the things that's required, that has to happen, and, and I have a military background, a lot like, you know, Pastor Dave Chiarino, you know, we're both Marines, and, uh, I know, the part that these people have to play is they, they have, to, the thing that they have to do is they have to fight. Open your Bibles to Jude chapter 1, verse 3, and that's going to be where we're going to launch on. I want to tell you, if you stick around to the second service, I'll probably preach part two and three and four and five of this message. It's a long message. So I'm just, you know, if, if, if it means something to you, stick around and get the, the second part in the second service or the next part. In fact, I'm trying to condense five. Five, five sermons into one but this whole thing about fighting the, the key is that these people have to learn to fight they have to fight their way out of this situation that they're in the mindset the bondage the habits and, and so it's so important when i was in the marine corps and i and like i said if you i don't think we got any milk toast people here so let me roll with this you know so when I was in the marine corps we we went to boot camp and and then after boot camp you go to your first school for training and on the wall there's this big poster and on the post the poster says uh join the marine corps travel to exotic places meet exotic people and then kill them and it was like you know this was the theme the marines you know i said they're they're we're being psyched out, psyched up. I mean, we're being pumped up, and, and we're there for a reason. And there was another uh, thing that was said, and I remember the drill instructors, you know, going over, you know, just the way they're training us and, and imparting to us is that we don't want you to die for your country. We want you to make others die for their country. You want to make the enemy. That sounds a little raw and barbaric, doesn't it? But we were there, we were taught to fight. It's a war, and we're military, and we're Marines, and we're the first to go in. And so, you know, now it's like all about pronouns. You know, and I mean, and so the American military is having a hard time recruiting people because they're not tapping into the right spirit, the right vein. I didn't go in to play around. I went in for business. Are you with me? Okay. And this is what they taught us. They have something called a conscientious objector. Every now and then they pop up, they make the news. I remember one particular story about, you know, after joining the Marines, they're in the Marines and, and then they now, after all the training and the investment and an opportunity to make money or to have a college education because this is what the military will do for you. But once they're in, now they want to object to the, to the, to the call, object to, the, to, the, to the, what we're supposed to be doing. They don't want to fight because it means you're going to hurt somebody, you're going to kill somebody. And and it doesn't even make any sense. You join. Why did you join? Why are you here? Why are you involved? What made, what what was, what was you thinking when you signed the dotted line talking about joining the American military? It's, it's insane. And when I think about the kingdom of God there, like I said, we, we, there's people in the church or people that comes into the kingdom and they have the exact same mindset where we we give our life to Christ and yet at the same time we want everything given to us. And yet the the Bible points out that there's warfare involved. There's a fight involved. If you look at the text, Jude chapter 1 verse 3, in fact, everything about life involves fighting. If you want a good marriage, you have to fight for it. If you want to prosper, you got to fight for it. Ministry involves you fighting, not against one another, but in your own self and contending against our carnality. We want to enter into the spiritual. Come on. We have to fight. My wife and I, August 1st, we've been we, uh, 38 years. 38 years. And, it, and it, it like, I don't know what you think, but it wasn't that easy. Differences of mind, backgrounds, opinions, race. I don't know if you notice, I'm black sheep Mexican, you know. And we had to adjust. East Coast, West Coast, a seven years age difference. And yet we fought it. The, the thing was, we're going to make this thing work. We're not giving in. We're not throwing it in the towel. You're not going home to your mom, and I'm not going to be stupid. I'm like, Let's work this stuff out. There were times when we—I worked for a gold mining company when we first got married. I don't know if you know what five dollars an hour to a married couple I means. That's all I was making. I got a raise to five fifty back then or now. Five dollars and fifty cents is five dollars and fifty cents an hour. And so when we come home, i have come home after twelve miles, twelve hours in this—you know—working for this company. I'm dusty and dirty, and and all we had. I'm tithing. I give them involved in ministry, and yet I'm eating rice and Kool-Aid. And we didn't complain, I didn't lie. I didn't cry, you know, I said because it was, it was part of life, and we're pushing it, and it wasn't going to stay that way. There was a fight involved, and because of the hardship, I did fight, and I wanted a better job, and I wanted to take care of my wife, I wanted to take care of my family. I didn't sit around and wait for somebody to do something for me. Oh, man, but... Whatever happened to that spirit? And and if I'm making you upset, don't run. Don't go to the bathroom. Hold still. Because I am talking to you. This is you. The Spirit of God wants to help us. We have to learn about warfare. You joined. Before I read that text, and in ministry and in living for God all these years, June 26, 1981, it's always been a fight. I've been pastoring a long time. Uh, June 21, June 20, June 20th, 1981, I gave my life to Christ. In 86, we went out to pastor our first church, and we've pastored three, four, five, six pioneers. Some you know we've been around a little bit. It was always about a fight. Always about fighting and contending. And, and then there's... There was religious stuff that would pop up and I went through splits, you know, fellowship splits, denominational splits and there's factions and and hate and and all that. I didn't sign up for that. And then our own church, we had, like I said, you know, we had genuine revival, a genuine move of the spirit of God and people came, young people, you know. This was in 2006 and and it was amazing. And from then all the way till now, you know, and then then one day, like I said, due to some, ah, Whatever. I'm not even going to blame. But we lost 75% of our our church in one week, two weeks. And my response is, this is the life that I chose. This is the life. It's not going to be perfect. It's the best life. That we, you know, living for Jesus Christ, but it doesn't mean that we're excluded from things happening and and things going wrong and people dying and people getting sick and and marriages falling apart. Uh, We're not excluded from that stuff. Roll with me with this, the thought. This is the life that you chose. To live for Jesus. And it's like a marriage till death do us part, for better or for worse. For richer, for poorer, we gave our nasty, trashy little lives to the Lord, and he gave us his glorious, resurrected life. Come on. And now you're in for the ride. You're in for the long haul until we make heaven our home. Jude chapter 1, verse 3, it says, Dear friends, I've dropped everything to write to you about this life of salvation that we have in common. I have to write insisting, begging that you fight with everything you have in you for this faith entrusted to us as a gift to guard and to cherish. That is an intense verse. This is an apostle writing, Jude, and he's saying, look, dear friend, I've dropped everything. This is important. This isn't lightweight. This is the big leagues. This is serious business. I I write to you and and I'm actually, he says, I'm begging you, you know, that, that you fight for this life of salvation. This gift that God has given us, this born-again experience, this forgiveness of sin, this relationship that we have with the true and the living God. He says, look, I'm I'm, I'm challenging you, I'm encouraging you, I'm begging you that you will fight with everything you have and, and to guard it and protect it. Are you with me this morning? This isn't something, this isn't a casual experience, even though we have a blast, we have a good time, and we're supposed to celebrate and we fellowship, but what we have, what God has given us, is not some lame Christmas gift. It affects everything about us, it affects everyone around us, and yet there are people who won't fight for it. There are Christian object, Christian conscientious objectors I want the blessing, I want the good times, I want this I want that, I want, you know, except but at the same time they're not willing to fight, that's that's bad, we want heaven we want success, we want blessing but we don't want anything that even slightly resembles conflict, war, struggle or fighting, and that's a problem with a lot of Americans, that's you know, because we are spoiled, I don't care how you look around it, you know (laughs) we are very spoiled when it comes to the rest of the world we're very spoiled as far as as far as christians and so but so we want to back off of the fighting we don't want to contend but but the we have a piano player up here and the signal for you to leave the platform says but i like the music keep going i can feel it it actually affected my i was going to come a different direction i was wondering why why am i preaching it's the right mode she's back there dictating what's supposed to happen but i believe i believe it's by the spirit of god can we roll we good? You okay with that? Stan? Hallelujah. I never had that th- happen before, you know? It would have been some rap music back there, boy. It would have been on, Jack. Mm mm, mm, mm. But life without fighting, man, it's not going to work. We can't get around it. It's an impossibility. It's all around us. There's conflicts, even nature. I stopped watching Instagram videos about animals. I get turned off now. I love animals. Man, I used to watch them uh, I mean when I was a, since I was a kid, but it's all about a fighting. I didn't I didn't know that monkeys ate other monkeys. Toucan Sam. They're they're not they're cute, colorful, they eat baby birds they eat other birds they eat bats you know what i mean uh i was watching the thing that really blew me away is in the even in the ocean this thing i said man this this life that we're living everywhere there's a struggle and there's these sea anemones and i'm watching and it shows it in slow motion they're fighting over a place for on a rock and they're shooting darts at each other i go sea anemones the life is all about struggle and so nothing is actually given to us. You know, salvation is a free gift, but after that, we are fighting. We are pushing in. We don't fight for anything because of, the, the, like I said, the country that we live in. But, and because of that, we're overweight and we're slow. And, and, and we don't want to be bothered and want to play video games and kick back and hang out. And the church is affected by this. Christian pacifists even though the Bible was clear about the fight. Ephesians 6 10. This is familiar to all of you. This is an old school. Uh, like I said, we got this one nailed down. Finally, my but can I put the, can I put the feeling and the motion behind it? it? says, finally my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might, put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. He says, for well, we don't wrestle against flesh and blood. But against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness in the heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. And I like this last part. Mm, And having done all, to stand. I don't know if I'm going to make it. you know, if I go through another thing, I'm not really sure, you know, and, you know, pray for me, and, and you know what, we'll pray for you, but at the same time, you're going to have to get some backbone, at the same time, you know, the attitude, nothing cracks me up more than having some Bad butts in my church. I'm talking about people that were bad to the bone on the street. I'm talking about total gangbangers, out of prison, tough, mean. I mean, before they went in, they did time. And then when it comes to living for God, <laughs> women, man, who would get down and fight. I'm talking about they got the stance that, I mean, they chatted, you know, but when it comes to living, God, yeah. yeah, yeah. What happened to you? What happened? Timothy 1.18, this charge, I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare, fight the good fight of faith, endure hardship like a soldier. The scriptures is very clear about what we're involved in. It is the the position of life, it is the posture of a believer that we're pressing in. Jude says, I'm begging that you fight with everything that you have in you. And so those of you looking for a breakthrough, those of you looking for a change in your circumstances, your situation, I would have to ask you this morning, is this what you're doing? Are you fighting? Are you fighting with all that you have? to get the very thing that you want, you want to happen in your life. Are you with me? Are you with me? How long is it gonna to take to get what you want? Oh brother, where? Who said, what you had? who said that? Oh man, how long is it going? That's the first perfect answer I got on that question. How long is it gonna take? I don't know, but I'm willing to find out. Mm. I'm willing. It's like, devil, bring a lunch, because this is going to be a long one. you got to bring a lunch, because I'm not going down that easy. I'm not going to fold. I'm not going to yield. I will take my licks. I will be like my savior. I will endure. I will push forward. Quitting is not an option. It's not in my spirit. When I was in boot camp, you know, if you quit, boot camp is for the purpose of they want you to quit. You know why they want you to quit? Because if you quit, they're going to get you out of there. Because on the battlefield, we don't need any quitters. And so we would, when people would, we'd be out in the middle of somewhere doing some particular event. And if someone failed, yielded, gave up, did not meet the standards. As we're marching back to our barracks, we come back to the barracks and there's an empty bunk. Where they once were. No goodbyes, no nothing. uh, You're out of here. Glad God is a little more gracious. (laughs) And so I just want to say and finish, not finish with this. I got a little bit more here, but every battle that we go through is designed to kill us spiritually. Every trial. Thank you, brother. Thank you. Everything that we go through in life, when the devil gets involved and he's putting his slant, his twist on it, it is designed to wear us out. It is designed to destroy us. You know, God, means, God uh, means these things for good. He'll take these things and turn them around for, our, for his glory. We know that. All things work together. our good but the devil as he's working against you and doing things against you he says this is the this is to separate us from from God this is to make us doubt to make us uh uh, to fall to back off in unbelief and doubt and insecurity sin brings death and separation from God darkness and fear and doubt begins to creep in this is what the enemy wants from you I don't care what you're going through what you're facing this is the strategy to the point where you say I'm out of here I'm not doing this anymore. So for this reason, we have to declare war. Your posture, your position, you have to declare war. Against the circumstances, not against people, but against circumstances and situations. And th- We have to declare war. My life, I want to be different. And here I am, I'm 63 years old. Do you, listen, do you know what? This is the truth. I still got a few issues. 60, in fact, I might have more than a few. But I'm not giving up. I have to work on these things. The battle rages. It continues on. And so I want to look at this. There's three areas that we're definitely going to have to fight. If we're, if we're declaring war, if you're declaring war, marriage is struggling, declare war. Not against her, not against him, but against the forces that causes your marriage to decay. You know what I mean? Declare war. You know, you ought to grab your wife and say, you know what, if it's me, I'm sorry, and I'll get it right. If it's you, you get it right, but we're not going to quit. Let's, let's work this stuff through. We have to do this. And so declare war in your finances. If you're broken, you're broke all the time. There's a reason, especially if you got a good job and you can't even hold money. It just goes through your finger. There's a reason. And so you have to declare war on that. I, I got to do better. I got to fix this. Or, or maybe your family's a mess and your kids are running crazy. And you just, you know, or maybe you're going through addictions. You struggle with things. And so the posture is not, to, oh, God, save me from this. Oh, you always have to yell. oh, we have to declare war. I'm gonna. I'm, we're going to do this. I'm, God, I'm not going to let my sin separate me from you. I'm going to come boldly before your throne. I'm going to lay it at your feet. I'm going to be honest. I'm going to confess. Uh, I, like I said, if I get up and do it again, God, I'm coming back to the altar again. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to yield. Hallelujah. Come on, church. Mm. Every, craze, every crazy person in here, that needs to be your attitude. Every addicted person. That needs to be your attitude. Every struggling person, man, i would say, you, oh, man, do you, I got to stick on my sermon. You guys are messing it up. And so <laughs> the spirit of a pit bull, now I know they take a bad rap. I got it. I know, and I don't want anybody you know, mauled, bitten or anything like that. But do you know that pit bulls do what they do because that's what they're bred to do? You know, like I said, when they bite something, they don't have locking jaws. They just bite and hold on. And they only let go to readjust their grip. When they fight, they don't make a lot of noise and ah, you know, they don't, they don't do it. they just, It's pretty quiet, it's weird. They just bite, it's kind of, it's, it's really weird. I was getting ready to say demonic, but I like pit bulls. It's, they have a high tolerance for pain. They're not intimidated, you can't even get them separated. You can pour water on them. And I always thought, I said, man, why do Christians have a wet, cold, slimy fish as their symbol? You should have pit bulls for you know what I mean. You a little, you know, if you're on your card instead of a fish, take that off, put a little pit bull head on there. Mm, pit bull believer. And that's what I challenge the people in our church because they all got issues, they got problems. And if they don't bite and hold on to Jesus, they're not going to make it. Mm. Let's look at these three areas. First, mentally. Because this is really where the battlefield is. This is where the devil picks his fight. It is where he tries to establish a base of operations up here. And there's a lot of people who are not in church today simply because of stinking thinking. That's why they're not living for God. No other reason than mentally. And we're going to have to take care. The battle is in your mind. How many of you here think you're ugly? How many here think you're fat? How many, how many people here think you're stupid? How many people here think you're not going to make it? How many people here think your wife or your husband doesn't love you? How many people here think you're not worth it? You don't value nobody? Oh, how about this? Nobody in this church loves me. Who told you that? It's in the head, it's in the mind in the mind, I don't know if I can make it, who's telling you that I can't use this language one, Instagram and Facebook and somebody might remember but who told you that stuff where did you get that where did you get that that you don't count, you don't amount it's in the head you can't survive, you can't make it you'd be surprised how far you can go it's in the head That's where the devil attacks us, feelings and emotions. I don't feel... We put so much emphasis on feelings as if that's the great discerner of truth. I don't know, you ever have a bad feeling? You ever have a wicked feeling? You ever wake up and just wanna do the nasty? Here you are living for God you lift your hands one you you're part of a church but all of a sudden and no, nobody's responding to me either because I know you know what I'm talking about. I know you know and you got things bouncing around your head because this is where the devil attacks this is where it is and this is why we come to church, this is why we pray, this is why we read, this is why we're supposed to get control of our mind. this is why the Bible talks about the helmet of salvation uh, that we apply. come on now. Hmm. Ephesians 4.27, it says, don't give the devil a foothold. A foothold where? In your heart, in your mind, in your thinking. Don't do that. That is not what you, you don't want to think bad thoughts. Don't you start thinking about Pastor Omar and he don't like you. He didn't shake your hand. So it's a service and he just stuffs on his mind. He's moving fast. I've, I've had people tell me that. I'll use myself as an example, man. Where Like I said, I, because I didn't shake your hand, I don't love you. Or because someone's reading my face. My face is always like this. <laughs> every time I preach, man, every time I preach, I don't care what I'm preaching on, I'm gonna be sure, ah! you know, I'm, I'm, it's like I'm, I'm coming, it's like a fight as I'm aggressive. I I'm the nicest guy you could ever be around, you know? But a thought, creeps in and all of a sudden man now you're and now you're filling out a place and now you're not wanted now you want to go to another church now you want to back out of ministry you know what I mean come on someone seemingly gets a promotion before you do you wanted that space and now you don't and you didn't get it you were you were passed over and surely you were passed over because somebody doesn't like you and this church has clicks And you're not part of the clique. And so now you're not part of the clique. Now you're really not part of the clique. And now you're going to rebel against everything. And next thing you know, you're sitting in the back in the corner. And and you got your arms crossed. And you ain't flowing with anything that's going on here. But you're here anyway. You know what I mean? Come to the altar at the end. Mm. Don't give the devil a foothold in your life, it says in Ephesians. Ephesians 4.18, it says, having... The understanding darkened, being alienated from the life of God through the ignorance that is in them because of the blindness of their heart. That's, man, that's... Indeed. Because of ignorance, alienated, blinded. Colossians 1.21 and You that were sometime alienated and enemies in your mind by wicked works. Alienated, and, and man, that's some strong words. Like we don't, you know, it's the mind. This is where it's at. This is where it's going down. One man said, if you plan a thought, you reap an action. If you plan actions, you'll reap a destiny. Thoughts, actions, your destiny. Be careful how you're thinking. Judge yourself before you, uh, it was just, check yourself before you wreck yourself. And I have to do it all the time because I'm a human being and there's stuff and there's emotions and there's feelings and there's thoughts. And I have to constantly deal with Reggie Green about the thought processes that I have because my thinking is going to lead me in a certain direction. The battle is in my mind, so this is where the devil attacks and you're going to have to be careful. You have to put on the helmet of salvation and you're going to have to be willing to fight in your mind. You have to fight in the mind. You don't just let any thought just flow through your body and just, you know, you don't do that. You're gonna have to do some fighting. Secondly, morally, we're gonna have to fight morally. We can't be neutral. I wanna be nice and I love people. and I care about people and I don't even care about your lifestyle. They got nothing to do with me. Everybody, I believe in the right to choose. You have a right to choose to live any way you want but you are going to stand for, before God and give account. So if whatever lifestyle that you have, you know, but morals, you and I as believers, we can't be ashamed of speaking up and speaking out, especially when we're confronted with something that's a total lie. Got you know. You, you're, you're, it's a clear line. There's right and there is wrong. You know, I don't want to be so judgmental. I'm not judgmental. I'm not. I'm not judging. I can, like I said. I can care. But you know what? If you ask me, or if I have an opportunity to speak up, uh, that's wrong. Look, that's black. That's white. That's right. That's wrong. That's up. This is down. I'm a man. You're a woman. Mm. No. I, there's things I could, You have to be. You know, Chris, Christianity is about morality. And yet we're pushed into a corner to make us feel like we're so, you know, narrow-minded. I'm not narrow-minded. I have in my church, and I really like it because we have some lesbians coming. And you know the only reason? If you come to my church, knowing who I am and knowing how I preach, and you are gay or lesbian, one thing you know is you're, you're trying to work out your trash and get it together, and I'm here to help you. But I, like I said, but I speak the truth, and, and, and it's okay. I mean, I mean, they come. They, and as long as they can survive it, and I'm not preach. I, like I said, they got there's things that these people have to deal with. I mean, it's it's huge. And if you're here at the church, you're here because you're trying to figure it out. You're trying to get it right. You're trying to get some answers. Or, like said, so otherwise you wouldn't be here. Yeah. So for that reason, I make my stands or say, you know, said, but I don't chase them out. No, come on in. I went, we went on an outreach for you. <laughs> I, my prayers are being answered. God bring in, you know, I said, my prayers are crazy. When it comes to winning souls, come up, bring them in. And he brings them in. We have to fight for our sense of right and wrong. I'm not going to do this even if I can get away with it. I'm not going to, you know, I said we don't compromise on these things. The battle is there. 2 Timothy 3, 4 to 5. Don't be naive. There are difficult difficult times ahead as the end approaches. People are going to be self-absorbed, money-hungry, self-promoting, stuck-up, profane, contemptuous of parents, crude, coarse, dog-eat-dog, unbending, slanders, impulsively wild, savage, cynical, treacherous, ruthless, bloated windbags, addicted to lust, and allergic to God. They'll make a show of religion, but behind the scenes, they are animals. Stay clear of these people. Now, that's a judgment. We love people, we care about people, we'll make room for people, but what is right is right, and what is wrong is wrong. Thirdly, we have to fight spiritually, and this is my last thing. Warn me if I run out of time or if I'm not in my right place. I see a clock up here, 6.31, okay. We have to fight spiritually, which very simply means you're going to have to have faith. I swear the biggest, you know, my biggest challenge is my, the erosion of my faith. And this is what Jude was talking about, fighting for It's Like, because of what I see in the news, what I hear and in politics, I got to give myself a break from Fox News. I got to give myself a break from reading. Like I said, I can't keep reading and, and, and feeding myself this stuff and expect my faith to stay intact. You know, because look, you look at the world, it looks weird. It looks almost hopeless, except for the gospel of Jesus Christ. Mm. Our faith, we have to fight spiritually. Jesus said in John 14:1, he says, Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. You got to be aggressive in that. Believe in me, Jesus says. Trust me, hold on to me, cling to me. That's what the word uh, believe means. It means to cling. As if there's a pole in here, and I'm holding on to that pole for dear life. That's exact. you believe in Jesus? Are you clinging? Are you holding? Are you pressing? Are you holding? This is what it takes. John chapter 6, verse 63, it says, It's the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I speak to you are spirit, and they are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. He says, says, I'm the bread from heaven. This bread that I give you, you will never have to eat again. And, And he's talking spiritually. And so we have to eat by faith. We have to cling to him by faith. We have to embrace truth by faith. He says, I'm the living water. I'll refresh you. Believe me. Television is not going to refresh you. Video games won't refresh you. Those things are like escapes. For some people, it's no different than that or doing meth. There's a lot of escapes, and and yet what we need is more faith or or, or to to enlarge our faith, increase our faith. But if we're not taking the right things in, if we're not fighting to increase our faith, enlarge our faith, we're going to get beat. Jesus says there are some of you who do not believe. He's talking to believers. He's talking to his people. He's talking to us. Are you with me? Very simply, I'll finish with this. You have to believe everything that Jesus has said. this is where the power comes from us and enables us to fight the war that we're fighting we need the holy spirit we need god to fill us pump us up amp us up continually if we're going to survive if we're going to make heaven our home if we're going to make it through this thing we're going to have to do this are you with me every head bowed and every eye closed Mm. thank god for his grace so roll with me roll with me this is important this is important. There's a great need for, for some people to fight. I preached today. I said what I said, and I believe that God orchestrated this. I'm here this morning for a specific group of people. There's some people here, you're struggling. And, and like I said, if, and I'm going to be honest, maybe, and I'm only, I'm just saying, look, maybe you're whining a little bit instead of doing what you're supposed to be doing, which is fighting. There's some people here you're believing, you're believing God to help you, but it's almost like you're kicking back, waiting for God to do something to you. He says, when you move, I'm going to move with you. When you make a decision, I'm going to bless that decision. Whatever you put your hands to do, I'll help you, but I need you to get up out of your seat and take action. I need you to take, I need you to rise up and believe and hold on to me. I need you to make choices, hard choices, hard decisions. I need you to make a decision to fight couples here that need to conduct spiritual warfare you need to renew your vows together and say baby we're fighting this trash through we're going to fight it through we're going to make it work There's people here struggling in your mind and your heart and you're going through things. Your, Your failure in the area of morals when it comes to sin is robbing you of your strength and your faith. But I tell you this morning that if you will make a decision to fight, you're going to see a breakthrough. If you make a decision to not give in and not yield, where you just give up the towel and turn your back on God, God's going to help you. He can anoint that decision. He can bless that choice. A spirit of determination and persistence is the best thing that you can have when it comes to living for God. The spirit of a pit bull. When you bite down on Jesus, you hold on. When you bite down on his will and his purpose and his word, you hold on. And the only reason you would ever let go and that would be simply to get a better grip. The altar is going to be open for that. Let's believe God. If you're not saved, if you're not born again, if you don't know Jesus in a personal way, man, you are at a disadvantage. You're gonna, Life is gonna kick your butt. First of all, your own sins is gonna jack you up and mess you up. We can't beat sin. Philosophy can't fix it. Education can't fix it. Uh, you can go to one step, two step, 12 steps, 20. You can take all the steps that you want, but the only thing that's really gonna help you is the blood of Jesus. The only thing that sets us free is his blood. There's guilt and there's shame that you're carrying around in your heart. What's the, what's, the, what's the cure for your guilt and your shame of a past life? It's the blood of Jesus. Jesus went to the cross, he died for us, he died for our sin. The Bible says if you will repent and believe, you'll be saved. I believe that, I've been preaching that. And in my church, just like, just like this church right here, there are miracles Miracle people who believe that responded to that, and their lives are changed forevermore. God will change your life this morning if you will give your life to Christ. While your head is bowed and your eye is closed, if you're here today and you need a miracle, you're not saved, you don't know Jesus, slip your hand up really quick, real quick slip it up. God bless you, brother. Amen. God bless you. Anyone else here? I see some hands, man. People's hands is going up. Come on. You're being honest. Maybe you're backslidden. I'm preaching to you and you said, you, maybe you quit, pulled back, uh, gave up the ghost, whatever you want to call it. But you know, this morning you realize you should have been fighting that trash through today. You're backslidden, but you want to get it right. God still loves you and cares about you. Put your hand up real quick where I can see it. Say, that's me, pastor. Pray for me. Everyone that lifted up their hand, come on, come down to, come down to the front really quick. Hallelujah. takes a lot of guts. takes a lot of guts. Make a stand. You're going for God? 100%. No whining, no crying. You're going to do what you got to do. You've been in this church before. This is your first time and you're stepping up to the plate like that in front of all these people because you're not ashamed. You're not ashamed. Hallelujah. My brother, I want him to pray with you. Okay. He's going to lead you in a prayer. Okay. Cause I got him running out of time yeah, you. but you but you, but believe me you're you are more important than anything else i gotta say nothing but i need i need this man to help you out okay you, Okay, you. praise god church come on now now mm. those of you who are here and i know the spirit of god is moving in this place not to embarrass you or nothing but it's time to make a stand i i'm not inviting you to this altar call to play games or just go through our you know Church gymnastics. I'm asking you to come because you've decided to fight in your mind, in your morals, and in and spiritually. There's some couples here that need to come to get, come together as a team, holding hands. You know, you're looking for a marriage seminar. That's what I told my church yesterday. I said, "You, uh, I'll tell you." in their mind. You, you want to, I tell you what, without all, I mean, marriage seminars are great. But I tell you what, you don't, you can't wait for a marriage seminar. You got to do business today right here. Okay. Get up out of your sight and come on down. Come on. You need to get up and come on down. And then maybe you're struggling with, a, you're going through some problems. You got some other issues in your life. And I talked about all kinds of stuff. Get up out of your seats and come on down. Come on. Come on now. Hallelujah. Let's roll. Come on. Let's go. I'm believing God. I'm not here by accident. God brought me here. This is an ordained time. This is a spiritual time. This is a time of choice and decision. A time to open up and let God have his way. Let God move in your life right now. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We thank you. We appreciate you, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing in this congregation. God, thank you for the lives that you are touching and changing there are people here who are prayer warriors. There's a prayer staff. Please come on down and help me. Let's believe God for these people at this altar. Let the Lord God move. Thanks so much for listening to this message from Reach Church Paramount. To stay connected with us, follow us on Instagram or Facebook at Reach Paramount. To give and support this podcast and ministry, visit our website at reachparamount.com give.